This is a special edition of That's in the Bible. If you're like us, you are probably always on the lookout for Christ-honoring music to add to your playlist. Listen today as we interview a Bible-believing gospel trio from a local church in central New York State. Discover how they were led to write songs praising and glorifying the Lord, and listen as they tell the stories behind the inspiration to the songs from their debut CD. We will hear all 15 songs in their entirety and tell you how you can download each of these songs at no cost to you. So enjoy. This is thatsinthebible.com. That's in the Bible, episode number 86, New Hope Trio. Troubles and times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedoms we all hold dear, powers that stay. Humbling your hearts to God, saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod, Christians away. Hello and welcome back to That's in the Bible, special episode today, here with the New Hope Trio. Now normally I would call them uh, Lindsay Lear, Melissa Denz, and Samantha Varner, but apparently I've just found out they have some other nicknames they like to go by. What was it, Linz? Lizard. <laughs> Lizard, alligator, and salamander. <laughs> and I know there's a story behind that. Well, it was probably 10 years ago, and we were having a sleepover. Typical young teenage antics. We were trying to scare our younger siblings. So we needed a cool gang name to go by, to go outside and scare them in the middle of the night. So we came up with Lizard and Alligator, and it just stuck ever since. And you still have it. Still Still have have it. it. And I guess we should mention you to our cousins, right? Yes. Because your dad is your mom's, or you guys, your sister and brother there, yes. your parents. Yep. And then we also have Mrs. Samantha Varner. I think Salamander is just an honorary title. <laughs> I came late to the game. I was not there that night. <laughs> you weren't part of that. Nope. Part of that setup. <laughs> well, glad you could join us today. Glad you could come. And I know you guys all work today. And uh, unfortunately, or fortunately for me, I don't have to work. I've already done my job but i know how it was when you come back from working all day and then like i gotta go somewhere now tonight in addition to that working all day and i know you guys are busy so i appreciate you coming here and taking the time so new hope trio i played a little bit of your music before already on the podcast some uh, some time ago but you know anytime we can get christian christ honoring music um it's something that i always look forward to because it's actually hard to find, you know, music that is, um, honors the Lord. And so being a member of the congregation, hearing you guys sing up there in front of the church, I was so glad when you decided to record a CD. It was awesome. And the other awesome thing about it is it's all original music. So how did, can you give me the, uh, the version of how all that came together? Well, I think I was writing music, um, I was going to say how old I am, but I guess I don't need to do that. But I've been around for a while. <laughs> so my dad wrote music when I was uh, younger. So I guess I just sort of thought that's something good to do. And and I was writing music. And um, then when we were singing together, I've sung with different trios throughout the years. And 
when uh, Alyssa Lindsay and I started singing together, um, I remember you saying at some point, "Well, you guys ought to write. You got to write. You ought to write mm-hmm. um, some more songs." And I think that sort of inspired Pressured us. Inspiration. <laughs> it was completely selfish on my part because I wanted to do music. But I know when uh, Nicholas, the the majority of the songs that I have written, I wrote when I was rocking Nicholas to sleep in the afternoon for his wow. nap. So that's the where I wrote the majority of my songs, or when I wrote the majority mm-hmm. of the songs. And does that include the songs on this CD? Yes, yeah, some of them. Wow. Yep. That's pretty neat. And so you wrote the music and the words. Yes. Now, I think your your husband had asked this question the other day. He said, "Now, when you're writing a song, what comes first? Is it the 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 words or the the music, or you, do you have a melody that you try to put to music, or how does it work?" Well. I don't know. For me, it was kind of like um, they almost come together. Maybe, I guess I'd have to think about that. But I think for the most part, for me, it's like together. And it's like um, messages that I've heard or some uh, principle or something that I'm thinking about. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm think, trying to think of the one song on, on the CD. Um, what was it about love? Uh, the, uh, Close by me? No. Um, look to Calvary? Look to Calvary. That song, Bruce, a number of years ago, he preached a series of messages on uh, from the book of John, and this was Manifest the Love of God. Mm-hmm. And that song is really like that series of messages in a song. And that's kind of how that song came about. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's through messages that, that I've heard um, and other just, just um, things that are on my heart and I think about. So I don't know about for you, Alyssa. Oh. Uh, most of mine are just things I've been thinking about, things that I believe or, you know, just a strong principle, like you said, that I've been pondering. Um, a couple of them, you know, were written about certain seasons in life or things I've gone through, I guess. But most of them are just a thought that I've had. And that kind of becomes the punchline of the song almost. Mm-hmm. So as far as putting a melody to it, most of them, I didn't have a melody in mind when I wrote them, but a handful, uh, I guess I should say a couple, you kind of come up with the theme line of the song, and in your mind you know how it wants, you want it to sound, mm-hmm. so then you just, I guess it all comes together around that, or a couple of them Lindsay's helped figure out, she's better at figuring out the sound of the song than I am. What what do you mean the sound of the song? Like the tempo and Mm -hmm. certain phrasing of the lines. Lindsay's shrugging her shoulders over here like she doesn't (laughs) know what you're talking about. She can hear the melodies in her head where some of them I can't really hear them. Both of them are very gifted when it comes to the words. So it's, it's definitely, words do not come naturally to me. So it's easier to, you know, look at the words and say, oh, okay, I could hear that. Just kind of say, hey, do you think you wanted a faster, slower, and... I mean, I think it was home at, no, it was, there's a land. We were just sitting down at the church and she had written the words. And so it was just a, I just started singing whatever. And she's gifted enough. She could just follow Wait, whatever I was sing? trying what to was do. what was that line? What'd you do? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but so she would just start tagging along with the piano and eventually so you, they found you, a place. You started with a melody then as you were singing? Mm-hmm. With her words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She'd do the melody and then we'd put chords to it for the most mm-hmm. part. Yeah. 
I think the parts are heard pretty easily for mm-hmm. the most part. Mm-hmm. And I think the one song, Kneel in Prayer, all three of yep. us collaborated mm-hmm. on that one. And you had done the verse yeah. and yep. then another verse and mm-hmm. was trying to figure out, like, how do we... You know, so how the verses, that one was a very special song, almost. Yeah. The verses, so that one originated from a message as well. And I'd been thinking about just the prayer in general a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, last winter, just I'd listened to various messages, and then we went to this youth conference, and the message was about prayer. And so I got home, and I was thinking, man, we should really write a song about prayer, but there are so many out there, and I didn't really know where to start. So the first verse of that one is our perspective of prayer. Mm-hmm. So I had that as a possibility for the chorus, and then I'd written down the second verse as a possibility for prayer almost from the Lord's perspective when he hears you pray. So I was asking the girls, we had this group message and I was saying, which direction should I go with this? Should it be our perspective or God's perspective? So we were all just messing around on a Sunday night and Mrs. Varner suggested, well, what about we do this chorus? And she ran out, I think to use the restroom and came back. She's like, wait, I'm running into the room. Wait, I've got it. I've got it. So the chorus was all her, and then I think you helped with some of the phrasing of the verses, and and then the bridge part, the bridge, yeah, yep. the bridge. We I think the three of us all like mm-hmm. chipped in and thought of certain words to go in there, a way to tie it all together. So that one was a really fun one. Yeah, a lot of good it's memories a, in that, that one. Was it's a beautiful song, my favorite. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, Kathy, my wife Kathy, and I will ride in the car and we'll listen to the CD and. I'll go, oh, this is my favorite. She'll go, yeah, mine too. And then when the next song comes up, <laughs> oh, this is my favorite. You know, they're, they're all really a blessing. You know, I think really we good. finalized that one just a week or two before we ever Neil recorded and it. And mm-hmm. we saved that one to do very last at the studio. We sang through it once and we were like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how we wanted it to sound. So <laughs> no guarantees it'll ever sound like that again in person, but... <laughs> Is that the one you'd change up sometimes? Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. usually give either of them the couple lines. So it's a, it's a beautiful song. It is. So why don't we listen to that right now? When I'm on my knees talking to the Lord, His presence is
so as far as formal musical training, what what musical formal training do you have, Mrs. Vaughn? So I really don't um, have a lot of formal training. My dad uh, played the guitar and sang a lot when we were growing up, like I mentioned earlier, and um, he's written a number of songs. Um, so he worked with me and um, taught me uh, how to sing. Um, and uh, my brother and sister, we sang as a family growing up. So I spent a lot of time singing growing up. Um, and then otherwise, it was being in school. I was in band or chorus or a music camp here or there. So you would have like, you were singing in a choir, so you would get some uh, pointers there or there was I remember a music camp where they had like you could go take a couple of lessons so I did go to some voice lessons mm-hmm. um, there so but nothing really um, regularly or that sort of hmm. thing because you have a beautiful voice mm-hmm. you know, thank you and the harmonies and things that you guys can add they, they sound great and how about the piano oh um, my uh, friend uh, Patricia uh, Scott, she's now Patricia Edwards, and she's her family sings down south. Um, she taught me how to play by ear, so she just taught me the chords, and it's almost like a studio musician sort of style mm-hmm. where you were, learn one the one three five mm-hmm. wait one four five mm-hmm. <laughs> one four five chords, and you just she would play a song and say now you play it. She taught me the scales, taught me like some runs and things like that. So that's how I started, and then just sort of developed over time when bruce and i got married i only played chords because i sang or our family sang so there was no need to play the melody on the piano Mm -hmm. but when i started playing for the congregation for him he said i can't do that you've got to play the melody so (laughs) i said lord please Mm -hmm. help me (laughs) because i really didn't know what i was doing so finally figured out how to do that and then from that point forward i could do the melody a little bit And you mentioned the South. Whereabouts in the South? Uh, I'm originally from Western North Carolina, a little town called Burnsville in Yancey County. Nice. Yeah. We just happened, as you know, Kathy and I had driven down there. It's It's not far from Asheville, about 45 miles from Asheville. And most people know where Asheville, North Carolina is. And Alyssa, how about, I mean, Alyssa is always, again, she plays piano most times in church. And I always look up and it's like, I don't care what song it is that you might say, Melissa can play it. She knows it. How do you do that? I took piano lessons growing up, never had any sort of vocal or singing lessons, but piano I took probably until I was 14, 15, I want to say. And I had a couple different teachers. One is in our church and she stressed the more the playing by ear aspect and that really helped me we did a lot of exercises for a couple of years so mm-hmm. yeah so when you write music when you put these uh words to music that's just just comes, what you hear yeah this kind of comes natural amazing amen and Lindsay, you have musical abilities as well you i know you play the flute during church which sounds sounds great and you're not just playing like the melody all the time you're adding some other parts there too so you've got some training yeah i started um like mrs varner in in school so elementary school we started we were able to pick our instruments and start in the band in third grade so i've been playing the flute i've wanted to play the flute since i was little so you know i would take little little rods in the garage and Mm -hmm. i'd paint 
the flute on it. So that was my little, that's how I started at four or five years old. So, uh, but yeah, just training through school, different teachers, band teachers, different camps and no vocal training at all. I was in the choirs at school, but mostly just, yeah, church singing around the house. And now, did you guys always know that you could sing, you know, like that in, in the we, we sang together as little girls. <laughs> we did every up, Sunday. So you guys Grandma's. grew up together. Mm-hmm. We did, yep. yeah, up in your dad's old room. Yeah, we'd because break out he our lives, CD we would player sing and that and to actually keyboard. two Mrs. Varner's yep. CD with Stacy and Cheryl. We would, you know, Look put that. little concerts on. Comes full circle, it's, Mrs. Varner. Been a blessing to many, many. We'd argue. People. Oh no! This song, <laughs> you gotta sing the part that she sings because I want to sing this one <laughs> in our princess dresses. Yeah, and the high heels. Concert. Yeah. <laughs> now does that happen anymore? You gotta sing this part. I don't want to sing. Yes. I think, yes. I think we should try the heels in the princess dresses. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. And with the salamander names and the other yeah. names. Too. I get the, the green credit. one. Oh, oh wait, yeah. you got the green. I one. always got the green one. I always got the high heels. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa's the sweet one. I was more of the no. I'll take them. <laughs> but all right. So, folks that have heard your music, have you had what kind of has the reaction been? To- Gotten a lot of positive um, feedback. Just a lot of. I mean, it's been a blessing to hear how many mm-hmm. people. It's been a blessing too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people in the church or people. I've gotten a couple messages. There's a couple different people from different churches that. You know, we've known through the years that have gotten CDs. Um, so to hear the feedback from them and just hear how much a particular song means to them, even if, you know, all of the songs are blessings in their own ways, but even hearing the tiny little details like, oh, this one little phrase really mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. blessed me in this way. It's mm-hmm. it's neat to hear. So Because it's intimidating putting your thoughts out there sometimes. You know, you're putting out your feelings right. and saying... You know, this is what the Lord gave me. And, you know, you, you're you like, oh, well, someone may think, oh, well, that's not my favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> like, this was important you just, to like, me. poured your heart out. Yeah. 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 I like that. <laughs> oh, that's my least favorite one on the CD. <laughs> what? Yeah. Nobody's ever said that, though, have they? No. They're good. <laughs> but they think it. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I know, um, you know, Brother Alger at church, mm-hmm. his sister, Jenny, she's like going through a real hard time. And she had specifically asked for the words. So we do like send words mm-hmm. out to people. Uh, sometimes they want them because they want to make sure that they understand um, what we're saying. Um, and I think it was all of mm-hmm. me. That was a real blessing and encouragement to her. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a real blessing to hear, you know, that people are enjoying it and it's an, being an encouragement to them. Amen. And I know that, and I think you guys do the same. We've used it as a evangelistic tool as well, you know, talking yes. to people and, and you know, passing them along too. Um, the church's website, what is that again? bbfchurch.net. Okay. And I know that we can go on there and, and anybody listening right now can go on there as well and listen to those songs and also download them. Yep. And then there's additional ones that we have on there, some that are the the trio that um, Lindsay was just mentioning, mm-hmm. where um, Cheryl, Stacy, and I sang um, Happy Harmony Trio. That mm-hmm. music's there. Some other originals of mine are there, and some old-fashioned hymns. There's a whole mixture, plus 
with YouTube, we have the the Young at Heart Choir, and there's a lot of songs on there as well. So yeah. there's tons of music on our website. So if you're looking for other good music to to listen to and to download, it's free, right? Yeah. There's no no cost for that. Now, what if someone would like a hard copy of the CD? How does that work? Um, they could reach out to you, and we can mail it out to them. Okay. And I'll also have information, I'll repeat again on the uh, website, the uh, church's uh, uh, address so they can they can get there and they can also email me and we can get you a physical copy of the CD as well. Um, I wanted to, the, the CD opens up with Here I Stand, and why don't we go ahead and listen to that one. song right Alyssa? it is yep and could you tell us how that came came about that one um i guess i was just thinking i was at work actually when i was thinking of the i'm sure you were working hard you were 
when slacking while you were definitely working hard. But I was just thinking of our generation, my generation, a lot of them that I grew up with years ago aren't in church. And I was just thinking of the importance of standing for something and sticking with it. And I listened to a devotional that morning from it, it was like a camp meeting or something that had just happened a few weeks back. And I was catching up on some of the meetings and I saw one of the titles was something about standing. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really like that. Mm-hmm. And so I just started thinking of, you know, the importance of taking a stand in today's society with everything changing Amen. around you. And so that one, I think Lindsay wrote the melody to that one. And then Mrs. Varner, we were kind of singing it, the three of us, and we decided to do that one as a choir song. So that one originated mm-hmm. as a choir song versus the three of us. But then I think Pastor requested that we put that one on the CD just mm-hmm. so it was copyrighted and such. So we turned it into a trio song and yeah, I'm glad changed you it did. up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> now, who came up with the idea to add the hymn part in there from a Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus? I think Mrs. Was, Varner was the one who... Oh, I can't have the idea. Yeah, you you asked... Well, we were standing around the piano and you asked... You said, you know, I feel like if we put something... I think we jokingly just burst into the song. Right. And, it and then it was like, it was a good hey, bridge. that works. It was a good Lots of times in. it's hard to remember like exactly uh-huh. how things came about, yeah. uh-huh. especially when you're all working together on right. something. Yep. I don't know, but worked out well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's just pretty neat, you know, to hear, to hear that part yeah. come in. Um, so you mentioned, you know, your generation and taking a stand. So you guys are in your 20s, right? Mm-hmm. Early yep. 20s. Yep. yep. What do you think uh, when you look around? Is it is it you think it's tougher than maybe what your parents had to go live through and and take a stand for? I, I'm not sure. I'm sure it changes with each generation. Yeah. So you know, I'm not sure what exactly the circumstances were like with different scenarios they were facing. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure society was changing back in that day. Mm-hmm. But I just see the changes in my own yeah society. And you, such. you, I mean, to be a sold out christian it's got to be i would think in your 20s it's got to be tough you know tough today you know and i'll i'll speak for myself i'm in my 60s now and i look back you know there was a time you know not everybody was sold out bible believers but people believed the bible you you didn't have to like try and convince them that the bible was real you know most people had a respect for preaching and the bible um i don't see that as much today you know, today there's almost a antagonistic mm-hmm. feeling towards the Bible. Or if you say, you're, you know, you're a Christian, they, people don't, uh, you know, they, they don't seem to take that well. Uh, almost like they're offended. It's, it's interesting yeah. because people are so quick to say that, you know, you have to accept, be accepting. But then if you mention, oh, you know, if you bring up, you know, Jesus Christ, if you say that, people are quicker to say, oh, I believe in God. But if you say, you know my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, then people are going to clam up and they'll be like, you know what, you need to back off. So I think between, you know, a lot of, there's, it's just a double standard, it mm-hmm. seems. And it seems, like Alyssa said, it's probably, it's been around, but mm-hmm. it is interesting to see, you know, and then add in social media, all of the stuff that you see on there. So I think seeing how that, has changed the idea of Christianity too. So to mm-hmm. think of people who are grounded in, you know, the old paths mm-hmm. and the old ways 
a lot of the time people nowadays, it seems, will look down on that. And Mm -hmm. so it is. I I think something else is just the term Christian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, how's that defined? Right. And I think that there's a lot of different Christians in the world. Mm -hmm. So it may not be necessarily that there's animosity toward like specifically, you know, what I believe. Um, But it's just like a misunderstanding Mm because if you're talking to someone that knows history, knows the persecution, knows, you know, what Christianity has been in the past Mm -hmm. and that, you know, Western Christianity and the way it's taught in history books and things, Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's, there, there isn't the clarification between, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the Roman Catholicism versus, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the actual biblical history of Christianity, right. which came out of Antioch. So I think that the confusion around the terms, because even, I mean, in any mm-hmm. field you're in, communication is super important. And if you don't have the terminology defined, Amen. It, it causes a problem. So I think that's a pretty big part of, of uh, things, you know, part of what's happening too. Yeah, People just don't really understand. And maybe, you know, they're assuming mm-hmm that they know what you believe so yeah amen yeah a lot of that a lot of times i think it's true they they think of roman catholicism in the dark ages and the persecutions and those things that you know took place there yeah all right the uh second song on the cd is called all of me and i think Lindsay, you have the lead for that don't you mm-hmm. do you like singing that i do it's it's one that you can't really think about the words when you're that's why she sings it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and listen to All of Me. So here 
That one is a personal song for me. Okay. That one's that one has a personal meaning. Do you want to share the personal meaning or do you Sure. Yeah. So that one came about I wrote that one on New Year's Eve last year. And I was just thinking of another new year of life and you know, in your 20s, you just you see other lives around you. But the first verse opens up with my father's plans are higher Mm -hmm. than anything you could desire or want for yourself. And it was just kind of something that I took into the new year, um, kind of just to trade in priorities that I had or things that I just not demanded of God, but things that you desire that you place too high of a priority on Mm -hmm. in your life. So it was just a good reminder to me. Hey, you surrender all of yourself to the Lord and you just do his work and he'll bless you for it. Amen. So. And that song, as far as writing it, come quickly? It did. It did came it? really quickly for that one. Yeah. That one was one Mrs. Varner was just mentioning that a cancer mm-hmm. patient that we know of, um, she got a blessing out of that one, which was special to me because it was totally not in my mind when I wrote it that that would Mm -hmm. apply to someone in that situation. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, you know, selfishly Mm -hmm. when I wrote that one that was so personal to me just to see that's one of my brother's favorite ones that we sing. Mm -hmm. So it's neat to see it touch other lives when that was totally Mm -hmm. not what I was thinking of. It was Mm -hmm. me preaching to me. (laughs) So (laughs) that's been a huge encouragement out of that song because I know I was really nervous to put that one out there. I toyed with not sending it to them or I was like oh it's so personal what if someone else doesn't like it but it was just something that I felt strongly about and believed so yeah Yeah, that is that is so true I remember the very first time it wasn't with our cd but prior to us recording I have a different one where I went and recorded all Mm -hmm. um original songs and it was only me and the guy I didn't even know him from Adam Mm -hmm. but I was there was a lot of nervousness just someone else mm-hmm. listening to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that is that is interesting how you feel yeah. about that. This is almost like your creation. You right. know, it is very yeah. personal creation, and uh, you know, I want to protect it. I don't yeah. want to just send it out there and have it <laughs> yep. have it hurt. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad you did because it's a beautiful yeah. it and it's a very inspirational song too. Mm-hmm. So it's we're all the better for it. All right, so. We're up to the title song now, Faithful. And uh, that's that's a long song, Mrs. Varner. Six, <laughs> six minutes. And I took some out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. It was longer. That's about my mama. It's a beautiful song. And again, you know, that song it is... It should have been longer. <laughs> it, 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 there's a there's like a word picture happening there with that song that you can, you can follow through and listen. Why don't you tell us about how you wrote that? I'm trying to remember... I um, I know a number of years ago I wrote a song for my dad. Uh, it was called Daddy's Old Guitar. And um, I hadn't uh, written a song for my mother. And so I just, this for me is like, you have a hard time singing all of me. It's really difficult for me to sing um, Faithful because if, if I really, really think about the things that are in my mind, um, it's very personal. And just my mother is a tremendous lady. She's always been a super blessing to me. And um, she's always worked so hard for our family and just 
she's just a great lady. So uh, the Lord gave me this song uh, for her. In the morning she wakes up And on each cheek she leaves a kiss And then in silence she moves So not to wake those little ears As a new day begins The clothes are all folded And the dishes washed and dried There is no one there to see her And all the work she does They just expect that it will always be done Day after day and week after week The months turn into years Her work's Never ending, but she never gives in. She is faithful in the little things. In the little things, greatness lies.
lessons that you have taught through your life. Go with me each step that I take. Day after day and week after week, as months turn into years, each morning I wake up. And your life is speaking still. Be faithful in the little things. In the little things, greatness lies. Be faithful in little things. It's really about, you know, just being faithful in, you know, things that we think aren't important. They're really the things that make our lives up. And uh, as I was listening to it, I was thinking of the scripture in Luke. Did you have that in mind, I guess, when you wrote it? Right, faithful in little things. Uh, I think it's Luke 16.10. says, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much, and he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. And I have always heard that, you know, that, um, I don't know where I heard it, probably from preaching and things that, you know, you, you don't start out being the president of the company, you don't start out being the pastor, you know, you start out doing the, the little things, and then as you're shown to be faithful in those things, then you're given more responsibilities, and you know, God puts you in different places, but you know, you're, you're not going to be, uh, you're not going to be used to God if you're not doing the little things that you can do right now, Yep. you know, and exactly. he'll, yep. he'll give you the bigger things. So home at last is the next one on the CD. And, uh, that's a, uh, Alyssa Dent song. How did, I mean, how did you happen to put that together? Just thinking about heaven and decided to put a quicker one on there. I like it because it, it reminds me a lot of just an old fashioned hymn. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a newer song, it sounds a lot like the older one, so I really like it for that. Well, let's listen to Home at Last. Pain is but a memory I can hear. 
Christ, Blood of the Lamb. And that's another. This is Samantha Barnes' song. What can you tell us about Blood of the Lamb? I don't remember when I wrote that, really. Some of these songs I wrote a long time ago. And At least just before the, didn't record the CD came around. Yeah, and just, just hadn't had the opportunity to re record the song. But um, is is this one of the curse? Uh, I mean, the chorus is, Oh, death, where's that thing? Mm-hmm, yes. yep. This was Nicholas's favorite Bible verse, and I wanted to write a song that had that Bible verse in it. That's how this song came about. Because when he was a little boy, um, I remember asking him, What's your favorite Bible verse, Nicholas? And um, at the time, it's probably changed now, but he said, oh, death, where's that sting? Oh, grave, where's that victory? (laughs) So I was like, we need a song. (laughs) (laughs) It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful song as well. So, and like I mentioned earlier, usually, you know, in the afternoon when he would go for his nap, I always rocked him off to sleep. He had to, it had to be whenever he was too big for me to hold that I stopped doing that. Mm. (laughs) I don't remember when, (laughs) but um but yeah, so we would talk and then he would fall asleep and I'd be thinking about what we talked about and I could write a song. <laughs> Amen. So he's obviously heard that then and knows yep. that you've, you've written that. Yep. That's, that's nice. Who sings that? Blood all of three Lamb. of us do on that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yep. I think it's like all the way through it's harmony, right? Yeah, I think so. of Egypt, God led his children from a life of affliction. God delivered them all who heard the word of the prophet and believed what he told them. Place the blood of the lamb on your door and death The battle 
really pretty. And actually, you and Nicholas, yeah, you guys yep. and Nicholas, we did sing it with Nicholas right. at first, a couple times. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. and it's actually on our YouTube channel. Yes, with, it is <laughs> with you two and Nicholas. Yeah, singing. there's a couple songs that we'll do either for, you know. The young at heart, or a different trio, and we'll get up there. Wait, who sings what? What do we do? <laughs> and we usually try to write it down, and if we don't, it's not good. Oh yeah, <laughs> let's start that over again. So, is there a link to the YouTube channel on the church website? Yes, okay, there so. is, and we do have. Uh, there's a page that has some uh, uh, videos embedded, but we also have a YouTube channel, and the link is there, so you can so subscribe a, to that. It's a gold mine of live, <laughs> you know, alternate versions and. And different people singing different parts. Pretty neat. Close by me. That song I wrote because I was thinking about my stepsister who was going through a very difficult time and uh, with her health. And her husband was just such a real help to her. I was, you know, seeing him being with her and taking time and uh, traveling with her to Baltimore and and I was just thinking about what a blessing it is in life to have somebody that's close by you. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the person that's closest to any of us mm-hmm. and is always with us is the Lord. Right. And that's how that song came about. Because you don't really know if this was something that came about with her health. And, mm-hmm. you know, one day you're fine, the next day you're not. And that happens with a lot of people. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's just one example of that sort of thing that happens. Mm-hmm. There's unexpected things that happen all the time. So it's a blessing to have the Lord as mm-hmm. our friend. Amen. It's another beautiful, I mean, I'm saying they're all beautiful, aren't they? I mean, I'm saying it for each one, but they are, they really are. And uh, it's good stuff. So listen to, listen to Close By Me. Important today 
The next one on the CD is God Took the Curse. This is based on the verse in Nehemiah. And I like this. The harmonies in God Took the Curse are amazing. Really well done. And there's a lot of Bible story references in this one, too. With uh, It starts out with Joseph, and you talk about Job, and then you talk, yeah. talk about you know Christ. Yeah, all just the, I mean, all through through our lives, there's bad things that happen to us, and some people really, you know, a lot worse than others. But um, the the Lord can take you know those things if you're trusting Him. He takes those things and turns them into a blessing. I'll I'll just read verse one, but it's it's Nehemiah thirteen two, but thirteen one and two is on that day they read in the book of Moses in the audience of the people. And therein was found written that the Ammonite and the Moabite should not come into the congregation of God forever, because they met not the children of Israel with bread and with water, but hired Balaam against them, that he should curse them. Howbeit our God turned the curse into a blessing. So it was just that idea of our God turned the curse into a blessing. And I know in the New Testament, in Romans, you know, all things work together for good to mm-hmm. them that love God. There's lots of verses that have that concept or precept in them, mm-hmm. principle. Um, so it's just a blessing when things aren't going right. It's almost like you can't lose as a Christian, yeah. <laughs> you know, because the Lord can just he can make everything good. So. Yeah. And it's amazing to me, again, how much, I guess you would expect it, how much Bible is in the CD, you know, yeah. how many... Yeah many verses are right there yeah so and that i think we you said it was joseph job and then jesus and mm-hmm. he became the curse for us and mm-hmm. then that was the greatest blessing of all Amen. you know him bearing our sin and dying for us and that's is that all three of you on that harmony yes you took the lead on the verses yeah, and then yeah, we just kind the of tapered are. in yep mm-hmm. or staggered because we had harmony on the chorus and then i was singing the verses mm-hmm. yeah I won't say it's beautiful again, but it is. <laughs> so let's uh, let's listen to God Took the Curse. Oh, 
the Calvary. I think I talked about this one a little bit earlier, but this is the one where uh, Bruce, he preached a message uh, from the book of uh, John. And uh, in this was manifest the love of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, the series was about how, you know, people sometimes are focusing on creation. They're focusing on uh, the world, but it's cursed. <laughs> Amen. And if you're looking at those things, you're not going to see God's love. God manifests his love uh, when he gave his son and his son died on the cross for us. So that comes from out of First uh, John mm-hmm. and that series that he preached. I'm trying to find that. See how much, how much, looked up these how much scripture there is in, in, you know, all these songs. It's, it's a little like preaching, it's isn't it? John 3. Yeah. And I know Lindsay wanted to talk about Ephesians 5.19. Lindsay mentioned it to me earlier about, you know, that it's, it's all Bible, what it says, speaking in yourself, to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I didn't know what was coming after that. I was like, oh no, what's going on here? What Lindsay I, said earlier. What did I do now? Oh boy. 
<laughs> what did I say? This is the song actually that oh, we, we almost we were sitting time with it, this we one. were sitting around the piano <laughs> and it was it. kind we're of a do it. yeah oh, we'll we can't do it one get more these parts forget, forget it. it yeah I remember yeah. that and we were a little too stubborn so it's a let's just try it one more time and we mm -hmm. got it and yeah because uh, because of the repeats. And yeah, these that like I had written before, I kind of wrote them and I sang them. And if you're singing a song that's solo, mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter if you're singing the right. rhythms the same or right. the verse. <laughs> yeah, but when you try to sing together, you can't mm -hmm. really do that. And that was sort of kind of the problem. We were trying to figure out, well, how would this harmony even go And there's go an echo here? in that one that was, yep, so, that we switched up some wording on to yep. make it fit for a trio. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the repeats, I think, helped. Yep. But that the verse, um, the passage that Bruce was preaching from was First uh, John four nine. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Well, let's listen to look to Calvary. Calvary. 
write God's word. I don't really remember when I wrote that or how how it sort it of must came be about. Nice. If I if I wrote that song, I would be referring to it it's all the time. Called being old. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. I know I believe it's it. It's because you've written so many songs, though. <laughs> That's true. But, you know, like if I wrote that, that'd be it. That's my one song. That's all I need. One hit wonder. That's, that's all I. <laughs> that's my claim to fame right there. We had like a Bible club in the evening, so with the little kids, I was making up some songs, and one of them was "Keep, keep, keep, keep my mind, keep, keep, keep my mind, keep, keep, keep my mind on Jesus, keep, 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 keep my heart, keep, keep." So mm-hmm. this little song we did, mm-hmm. and that's where that God's word sort of came from. That other mm. like little ditty we were the little kids were doing in Bible club, so I, I, well I mean the the Bible that's the the foundation of of <clears throat> what we believe. I mean that's what we're clinging to, and that's what teaches us. Amen. So I, it you know I was my thought um, really was exactly what the words are that we have to keep our mind on the book and be thinking about God's word and believing it. songs that you've written on the CD, are there any of them, any one of them or more, are they hard to do live or are they all about the same? Jesus can be trusted. 
I always. We've got to figure out a different way to do that because that I, is a beautiful I song. Can't do that one. And and like Alyssa has a hard time singing it. She's I can't doing do the verses. Yep. And because she'll maybe I well, try to make faithful, one of them do hard. the solos yeah. and they won't do the solos. So that's why we don't sing it in church. We'll have to try try to rework we'll that because it's such a good is, message in that song. Oh my goodness. So which part do you have trouble with? It depends on the verse. The third verse I love. Mm-hmm. It's the second uh, verse, I think. What's for, the second oh, verse? Okay, so the actually that that one has a story behind it too. That one was the first one that I ever wrote. And I Jesus the, can be trusted. Yes. So that one stemmed from a quote of Charles Spurgeon's and it says it's something like the the very same God who has been sufficient until now can be trusted even till the end. And that mm. was in my mind for a solid month or two. And yeah. I just I loved that quote the first time I read it. I think I cried the first time I saw mm. it and it the verses just kind of flowed from there. I was on my, I was driving into work one day and it was really rainy and I didn't have any music on in my car. And I just quickly was thinking of words that could put to music that quote. And Mm -hmm. so the first verse came together on my 20 minute drive into work. (laughs) And then I got into the parking lot. I pulled into my parking spot and quickly typed it into my phone and thought, oh, I can't wait to clock out in eight hours so I can finish this song. <laughs> um, but I, I, it came together over a couple of weeks. But that song, I got in a car accident almost a year ago, mm-hmm. next month. And I, it was a freezing cold night and the sta- it was a head injury. So the state of mind that I was in was kind of real foggy. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming to consciousness and being covered. There was a firefighter that climbed into my car and laid on top of me to keep me warm. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't think of the word. I couldn't think how to pray. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I just kept saying, Jesus, I need you. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking of that song cause I had just finished it. Oh, maybe a couple months before, but all I could think of was the first verse. Jesus can be trusted. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying, I, I was singing it out loud and I got to the second verse and I, all I could remember was storm clouds roll in and I just remember just crying and, but that, that song's special to me every time I think of it, it kind of reminds me of just how good the Lord is and Amen. he can be trusted through storms. Amen. Through all of the Bible, page after page, we read of God's
The first verse, I don't think the first verse is that hard to make it through. It's something about the second verse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then by the third verse, it's just praising the Lord yeah. and thinking of the future. So that's why that part of mm-hmm. the song is emotional. And, it, you know, not up there with you guys when you guys are singing, so I don't know how you're feeling, but just sitting in the congregation, if you're singing it, if whoever it is, if someone starts to tear up or cry, I mean, that has a sweet kind of emotional effect i think on everybody in the in the congregation nobody's like well why is she crying you know what i mean <laughs> everybody's like we're touched as well so i don't think i would let you know easy for me to say but i don't think i would let that dissuade you from you know singing the song i think that's actually a good point you should mm-hmm. sing it and then if you if you that's the way when i was growing up and we were singing um when somebody couldn't sing it, another Someone person picked it up. Mm-hmm. And then when that person lost it, the next person picked it up. And then when that one, it was just like a big circle. So that's, that's <laughs> a, a good, good point. strategy. Yeah, that's a good point too. So yeah. and it's, you know, we should sing that this week. Have fun. Amen. <laughs> what do you mean, have fun? Oh, you're not going to be here? I won't. Uh, oh. I'll be out of state. Oh. The stinker. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're our third part. Or it's Nicholas. okay. It's it's the high part, so you can yeah. And it's it's neat to hear the background behind these songs too. And I think it you know glad you know for the folks that are listening to the CD to hear how these all came about and maybe encourage them as well that hey, I can do this too. It sounds like work's been good for you. Yeah. You know yeah. <laughs> you you can write a lot of songs and you're on your way to work or at work or. On your way home from work, you can't. Yeah, there was one that we could have put on our just CD be careful, that I wrote. Don't speed. That's true. I wrote a song last <laughs> year during the Christmas <laughs> season, and I don't. Oh, I have the words on my phone, and it's upstairs. You have a new song? Oh no! That oh, it's one's hilarious! Really hilarious! Oh, it is. It's called <laughs> Stress Week. Stress Stress Month. I I don't even know. Oh, it's, it's totally all about the struggles. Song. Well, we're looking forward to that. <laughs> Because I think I texted you something about how miserable the day was, and you're like, oh, just wait. And you sent it's, that, and you're it's like, the it's the worst got... version of It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Oh. It's the most. How did that go? Okay. There are Chaotic, like three, four verses of that song. With espresso, and. It... I, was, I was just going to caution you on the singing and the riding in the car, because that's the way I got the only speeding ticket I ever got. <laughs> I wasn't paying any Praising attention. Praising too hard. Praising <laughs> Singing. too hard. Singing. He's like, do you know how fast you're going? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to be careful of that. That's the only mm. thing. So cruise control. 
<laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Varner's worship friend. wagon. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, how how are you doing after the accident? Good. Yeah, feeling really good. You know, for a while, you had headaches and things. Yeah, and... they've gotten a lot better probably over the last month or two, as Amen. it nears the one year mark. Should be looking really good. Amen. Good. Well, good answer to prayer. Yes. All right, so let's see. Where are we at? We did Jesus Can Be Trusted. How about Remember Me? Mrs. Varner. I really should have looked up these references. That's in the book of Psalms. I have a Bible. 71. Is it? 70, 71, or 72. Let's see. It's the bottom right-hand side of the page, and you flip it, and it's the top left hand. (laughs) That's a good way to remember your visual. Yeah. Learner, I don't know if that's it. Got to stick with the same Bible, though. Not a problem for us. Yeah, true. We have the same one. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Which one is it? It's just a note. It's got like the wide margin. Um, I don't know the specific. Yeah, that is. I don't remember. It is seventy-seven. Was that what you said? Oh no, she no. was in the seventies. Well, I could. I mean, if you just kind of change the look of the second to get rid of the little slash and straighten it out, it's 77. So, so I, I think really 77.3 is one I think about a lot because it's, I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. So, you know, complaining, it's, it, I was, I memorized this verse to kind of help me not get overwhelmed by complaining so much. And, um, that so that's where how I got to that verse. Amen. We we are uh, we have some uh, guests over in the studio and they're throughout the our audience is uh, a little rowdy, getting rowdy out there. They playing bingo. <laughs> we just shut up. Meant to do it quiet. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> But um, it's Psalm 77, 7. Will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? Is his mercy clean gone forever? Doth his promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Silah. And I said, this is my infirmity, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember that wonders of old. So this verse is about um, getting victory over trouble by remembering what God's done. clean gone forever doth his promise fail evermore hath God forgotten to be gracious early I cried in the day and in my complaint and my trouble 
get up to sing any nervousness anymore is it or is it just like there's still nerves it depends on it, the song yeah it depends yeah it also depends i mean depends on you know a lot of things how much caffeine you've had and things like that so it's that's again where you guys always <laughs> mention you know just sing <laughs> so that's always weighing on the mind but now it, it allergy know, season's big for us yeah <laughs> yeah but you don't, obviously, you know, you want to just make a joyful noise to the Lord. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, you want to present more. the song in a way that people aren't distracted. You know, if somebody's really nasally, right. you don't want to sit there and listen to, uh, uh, I don't know. So you want <laughs> <laughs> you want to be a blessing, but you don't want to like, <laughs> You want more joy than noise. This is just Lindsay Rampley. This is why I don't talk. (laughs) That sound, though. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) We can just cut that whole thing out. I'm just going to be quiet. (laughs) No, it was good. I think there's different situations, too, like singing at a funeral or singing at a wedding. That is true. Yeah, or singing if it's a Sunday morning, like where there's a lot of people, we have visitors, people that aren't normally there. Mm -hmm. I think I feel a little... Uh, and I've been singing for a long time. Mm-hmm. You still kind of have nerves about that because you do want to do a good job. Right. But 
I, I know in the past, like when I've been worked with people with singing, that's really like the big thing to get through with singing, getting up and singing in front of people mm-hmm. is you, if you met, you're going to, I always say, you're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you think you're not going to, then, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're not thinking right because we're all going to mess up. You just right. keep going. And most of the time then, people don't notice. Or we, we right. start over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is fine, yeah. But sometimes they do. Remember last Sunday night? Was it mm-hmm. last Sunday night? Were you, were you <laughs> Through there, it you all. I don't remember. Oh, boy. And then we were in the back row, and we couldn't hear. So Nicholas and I were, like, going off key, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, it was so, good, though. It was so, a joyful noise unto yeah. the Lord. That's a lot good. of fun. It's Even when you mess like, up, it's like fun. Joel always said: if you can't sing pretty, sing pretty loud. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah. I think you've said that. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> no, who I think, started it, but no, I think I think he said he said I that. Like that. But the one I say yeah, is: so. we sing by letter, open up and letter yeah. fly. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. good stuff. So how about it's just about time? Now that song, of course, is about the Lord coming back. I think I was probably just wanting to write a song about the Lord coming back. It's just about time for the clouds to be rolled back. It's just about time for the trumpet to sound. It's just about time for the graves to burst open. Then my feet will leave the ground. I'll be caught up in the It's just about time. 
Trust me. That's the very first song I ever wrote. I wrote that in my friend Crystal Ritchie's bedroom just before she and I left to come to New York. Wow. Yep. And uh, she's Crystal Buchanan now. But, and you um, never recorded that before? Um, nope. I don't think I'd ever recorded that. And I actually changed it slightly, um, just some of the words and phrasing from what it had been. I don't know. Maybe I used the word aunt or something because... Mm-hmm. I don't really even I don't talk a whole talk the same way now. I've been up in the here for so long. You guys are like you still got a southern accent. I'm thinking I don't have a southern accent. <laughs> uh, you do. You still do. <laughs> You're just delusional. <laughs> I like it. Though. I, I was talk, I was thinking you were saying that to me. I wasn't telling you that. <laughs> this is the okay. edited part. <laughs> no, I'm, we gotta leave that in. That's good. So, yeah, this was kind of like, I was probably your age. Well, how old would I have been? 19. Yeah, I was 19. And this was a song because I was making a decision about, you know, what I was going to be doing with my future. And I was just uh, right, uh, thinking I need to trust the Lord with that. That's what that was about. When my life is burning down
Mrs. Barnum brings up a good point that when you guys are writing songs now, you need to write down what it is that you're, you're so you can remember this these is songs. A, <laughs> I mean, this could not have been a better lesson to learn than watching me going, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've written about 400 <laughs> yeah. songs. You're asking me uh, about yeah. one. <laughs> I don't know. How many songs have you written? I've never counted them. Hmm. I, the other, I think the other CD I have has about 10 on it. And there's probably about six more that I haven't recorded. And I've written a few more this year. I don't write as many as I used to just because of time. I, I'm, I have less time. How about There Is a Land? I know there's a story behind this one. Yeah, we were given the opportunity to travel together to Africa. I'd gone back when I was 19. 19. And then... I just loved it so much, loved it over there. And I knew that she would really love the opportunity to go. So we were very blessed to go together. We made a ton mm. of memories. It was such a neat experience Amen. to have. Now how, so, how exactly did you get, I mean, what was that about? Were you, I mean, you just didn't get a plane, so let's go to Africa. <laughs> True. No, we went, um, we went with Medical Missions Outreach, and we are not in the medical field while well, we weren't at the time. But we were given the opportunity to go as just regular citizens and mm -hmm. help out fill in the gaps with the everything they were doing over there. That particular organization, um, they have the optometry portion and then the actual medical portion. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the nursing students, there were nursing students that were coming from various different schools. And they would do, you know, they did minor procedures, nothing major. They would deal with that sort of stuff. But Alyssa and I, because we do, we weren't in the medical field, um, at the time we were doing the optometry portion. So we would do more of, you know, testing their eyes, fit them for different glasses. And um, so that was, that was neat. And actually the station, Alyssa was just kind of bouncing all over. She was handy wherever. I just kind of plot myself in the reading glasses section. But from my section, I was able to see um, there were different stations that you would go to for each respective side, the medical or the optometry. And so 
you would, you know, get your eyes checked and then go through a couple different places. And then before you could actually get your glasses, um, the patients would all get witnessed to. So they had different translators from their church from, what was it, Faith? Faith Baptist Church. Faith Baptist Church. Um, so we were actually, we were lucky enough to get to see the people, to hear, you know, the translator talking, giving them the gospel and seeing, you know, there would be people just crying and that had accepted Christ. And I don't remember. There were how many? About seven or 800 who got saved that week in just five days. Um, so that was a blessing. But yeah, so being able to just see that. Kind of the inspiration for the song when the the blessing of working in the optometry area was that not only did we get to get a foot in and learn a lot, really a lot about eye care, mm-hmm. and it was very, very neat it was. just being able to help people with a field that really we had no knowledge in, but we were able to be given training, and then to be able to just interact with the patients and the, you know, the natives there so much. There was a pretty big language barrier most of the time. But, you know, you found other ways to communicate just through showing God's love, even though you it was you had to really step outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But it was just neat being able to connect with them. But we were also able to spend a lot of time with the missionaries family. We would be able to kind of leave the medical area and then go over to their house and help with their children and just see how faithful they were to their ministry over there. And I think that's what touched us the most is just seeing the way Jerry and Rachel Wyatt interacted and loved the people over there so much. We were just able to see their servant's heart. It's reciprocated. It's not, it's it's incredible. So we kind of got back and we were just thinking of their sacrifice and how much we just genuinely loved spending time with them. So we were just wrote this song in dedication of them and all of the work they do over there, and it really doesn't go unnoticed. We got a huge blessing out of the week. Amen. And how was your reception by them? I mean, what did they were they glad to see you? Were they friendly? Were yeah, yep they they really welcome Americans. You know, they're very inviting, and they made us really feel at home. Mm-hmm. But yes, yep. it was neat to be able to see the reactions. Um, of people who, you know, they had struggled so much with their eyes. And, you know, there were some people that I feel like you really can't read this. Mm-hmm. And you'd think, you know, because glasses are such, well, I don't remember what the comparison was. Mm-hmm. It's like the three weeks ratio. worth of pay yeah. over there for just a pair wow. of $2 reading glasses. So wow. the appreciation that they had um, to be able, I mean, some of them would just cry when they could yep. read the gospel in front of them. Or it, it was really... It was really touching. So, Amen. Well, let's listen to There is a Land. to 
sacrifice is great and the place so little known to leave behind their friends their families and home for a dying world who's never heard that jesus shed his blood for a broken life who needs to know the message of God's love, the hope that heaven gives to a lost and dying soul, and how Jesus' grace and mercy takes a life and makes it whole. As days have turned to months, and months have turned to years, they carry on so faithfully through laughter and through tears. So many hearts have turned to Christ, God's blessing is so clear, yet still they labor day to day, for some have yet to This land across the sea has a place within my heart, though it seems so far away, and the miles keep us apart. As I've looked into their eyes and seen each smiling face, a part of me stays there. Every time I shed his blood there are broken lives who need to know the message of god's love the hope that heaven gives to a lost and dying soul and how jesus grace and mercy takes a life and Jesus' grace and mercy takes a life and makes it.